Okay, we're here at part two of the BSJ podcast with Connor Cross. Now, before we start getting back into this, me and Connor's going to start having our uh, adult beverages. Yeah, absolutely. Cold beers. Um, cheers to you, Buckshot. Cheers. Now, we uh, just talking about you know your heel turn and your IWA. Yeah. I mean that you you got a lot of heat off that. And uh Yeah. It was it was uh it was uh I don't know. Scary I guess at, at points. Like I said yeah. like I said before on uh, on part one there that I was getting you know, security was telling me you know, had a couple guys death threats, you know. Where <laughs> so I think that came it. from was uh Maybe that thing with the flag of mine. Yeah. Because when you left the ring, you took the flag. Yeah. And you beat me down. I took took the flag, got outside with it, and um, was waving around upside down for the, uh, what do they call that, the uh, distress yeah. signal, you know. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a tough time. Yeah, IWA on their social media outlets that they had, had to put a disclaimer. Yes, yeah, they did, didn't they? Because I mean that they. Yeah, it, it, but you know after that, that that turn, we had a match, but then you had to take a temporary leave. Yeah, that's what we was talking about before. I had to yeah. you put me on the shelf. I was yeah, gone. Shattered your ankle and. Yeah, six months I was gone. Yeah. Then you start doing these cryptic promos. About, yeah. Well, I think that was no. That was before. Yeah, I think yeah. that might have been right no, after you, I turned on you. Yeah. To drink to get to come into IWA as Connor Cross. I had these promos for you. You didn't see my face. My voice was all distorted, and I think I did one where I showed a little bit of my gear. Yeah. And it was you know it was really pissing you There was a challenge off. put out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, um, you still didn't know who it was until no, I know came I came out. out to the ring and uh, I think. He, you, Called me out. Is that what is that what it was? Yeah, Call whoever whoever making them, you know, challenges to me. I'm right here, right now. You know, yeah. here here's the ring, here an opportunity. Uh, Connor Cross's music hits, and we ran the program. Um, then after that, you know, I got myself in some legal trouble. Plus, you know, I was on my way out anyway because. Of the direction IWA is going in, I was one of the first ones to leave. Yes. Um, then I was going to do a comeback, but I got myself a DUI. Second marriage was on the rocks. I made a mistake uh, drinking while angry, and for the first time ever, I got behind the wheel when I shouldn't have. I should have got a ride, called a cab, whatever. So don't drink and drive. It's something you'll pay for for a long time. Well, from well. You know, after your arrest there, instead of Buckshot Jones, we should have started calling you Mugshot Jones after. <laughs> yeah. After you know, that. First time Buckshot Jones ever been arrested. First time Buckshot Jones ever been handcuffed. Uh, it was embarrassing, you know, not only for myself, but, you know, for IWA at the time, you know, one of their, even though I was gone, you know, that, it was just bad all around. Uh we were supposed to have another match. 
I couldn't make it. Um, so where did Connor Cross go on from there while Buckshot Jones was gone? Um, while you was gone, um, I, you know, played it off as, you know, well, Buckshot does what all Americans do and they take their balls and they go home, you know, they run away. You know, that's what they all do. And, and, uh, cause I knew that, you know, I was gone, but you knew I was coming back. So I was like, you know, Buckshot knows I'm coming back. He took his ball and went home. He's done. Right. And, uh, so, but I came back and it was like, I was demanding I'd get a title shot and, you know, stuff like that, you know, and this is all, you know, kayfabe, you know. Yeah. And, um, I started working action, uh, Jackson York had his debut with IWA trained by Cody Hawk. So Jackson knows how to yeah. work and he's very good. And what I love about Jackson is he's so smooth, um, but he's a small guy and he does the high flying stuff. And I love, love working smaller guys, you know, because I can, I can make them look good. They make me look very good as a big guy. Um, I feel very confident and you know the ones I've worked I felt very confident they want to do their high flying stuff off the rope whatever I can catch them you know we can do it safely so I really like working smaller guys and when Jackson came in to IWA I did a match with him we had a really good match um, then I did a triple threat match the next show with Jackson in it and Bones Dudley um did that match um, I'm trying to think of what I did after that uh, I believe after that triple threat it was uh, me and Mason Alexander who's another very good worker Mason Alexander he's been just about everywhere um, he's been to Canada and several you know several of the states here um, so I worked a match with him and then worked this big, like, six-man tag match in IWA that ended up being just the absolute drizzling shits of a match, um, which I think that all matches like that, you know, those big tag matches that you have, they're just all, you know, they can be a clusterfuck if you don't know, if you don't have guys in there know what they're doing, you know, and that was kind of the case of that match, you know, it was me, I was tagging with uh, Kodiak and Tommy Gorman Jr. And Tommy, you know, he shouldn't have been in the ring that evening because he was still training. He's only had been training for, not I mean, just maybe a couple months, if that. And then we was working um, against Caleb Copper, CJ Wild, who is somebody else who I don't even think was trained but just a month or two. And then um, Jackson was also on their team. Um, so I did that match as well. And like I said, it was just a cluster fuck of a match that I didn't even want to be a part of anyway. But right. it happened, so that's what I did. And then you decided to come back and we restarted. Yeah. It, was like a, it was like a full circle. Yeah, it was. Us. When I was supposed to come back, you know... Um, Bits across was in T, you know, DWA, which you're a part of. Yeah. Um, 
won the TWA United States title. Yes. And he started doing, you know, disrespecting the title and the United States and and Trump, kind of like you did. He was, yeah. He was getting some heat. And, uh, you know, in Ring of awesome, Awesomeness, if, you, if anybody knows about that group, I mean, they cover all of these shows. Yep. They did an interview with Vincent that's talking about, you know, some of the comments Buckshot has been making towards Fitz Across and his disrespect to the United States. and So we were building, a lot, doing a lot of building for an IWA match. But by that time, with everything going on in IWA, Vincent had enough. He left. Um, so how did it come about? Because you used part of creative. I was, you know, getting ready to come back. And it was supposed to be Vincent, but now Vincent ain't there. How did it come about for, you know, going into the last two shows, you know, for the IWA heavyweight title? Uh, How did that come about, and whose idea was it? Well, what had happened was, was Joshua Charles, for whatever reasons it was, he wasn't going to be able to make the show. And, but he still knew that, was gonna have to put the belt on me, you know. It was his idea, like I'd said before. Um, so it came to be that I needed an opponent for Red, White, and Bruised, you know. And I remember talking to you, and I remember exactly where I was in bed that night. We was texting, and it just hit me. I'm like, man, we gotta have a, I, you know, I gotta have somebody to work. You know, this is a big. You guys got this big match, got this angle going, I got all this heat, and we're going to have to do something. And I asked Joshua, I said, do you think it'd be okay if we wrote you off of an injury? And he said, yeah. And so it was going to be, you know, it had been like two or three shows in a row he didn't make. Um, so it was okay, we'll write you off of an injury, strip you of the title. And Josh said, yeah, that was fine, do whatever you have to do. So we did that, and then I was texting you, and I just got this idea that I don't know you'd been off, but I was like, my God, how you know great would it be for the American Redneck? He was, you know, you you was inducted into the IWA Hall of Fame before he went out. You was loved up there by the fans. Um, the gimmick you you do. That very American, you know, which you know, patriotic, and a lot of people don't need to understand that's just not a gimmick for me. I want to get that out there right now. You know, Connor knows this, and JT Storm, Joe Black, all the guys that really know me, Chris Creighton, that's me every day. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, I love the flag, you know, this country, I'm very patriotic, so that's just not Buckshot Jones as a character, that's Buckshot Jones every day in real life. And I think that's what makes it work so well, is because you. I love it's, it. It's, you live it, yeah. So people, and and, and I, I think that's why people believe it, you know. So I was thinking when I was texting you, is like we came into IWA basically together. You did your match or two with Vinny as Patriot Sniper or whatever, but basically it was you and I that won the tag titles. We had a nice little run with the tag titles, defended them successfully twice. I came back, I turned on you. We had a couple matches. You put me out. You know, with an injury for six months, 
then all of a sudden you leave. I think it's because you catch wind that I'm coming back. And then now it's like, okay, now you come back to defend Joshua Charles, who cannot be there. And you come back to defend America, who I have actually absolutely just been tearing apart. And so that's how we get, you know, Buckshot Jones versus Connor Cross, a vacated IWA heavyweight championship. I thought it was a very good match. I thought we did very well. It was, you know, I've, I've never, I've never had a bad time with you in the ring. You always take care of me, and um, <clears throat> I, I think I have to say this about you is not knocking anybody that I've ever worked with, besides Vinny Violence and Jay Hayes, because fuck those two guys. <laughs> but your punches. The most beautiful punches I've ever taken. They look. Well, thank you. They look real, and you, you, I don't feel a thing. You know, so I, I just I, I always I've always enjoyed working with you. And we had two what I thought was two beautiful matches to end IWA. Mm-hmm. We had the one had the one where I went over, and then the next month, very next month. It was you did a favor. That, you know, yeah, I was able to return a favor, which I was very, and I, and, I, and I don't think I ever really thanked, you know, I couldn't have thanked you enough for putting me over the first time for the title because even though the IWA was in as bad of a shape as it was, it was still the longest running company in Ohio. At Bull Miller had had a lot of greats go in there in the eighties and nineties and, and work in. So it still meant something for me. It's like this company has a rich history, and I'm able to be a part of that at the very end, no matter what shape the company was in. Because, like you know, like I said before, yeah. I'm very traditional and you know old school. But uh, you know, so I've always, I always be indebted, you know, to you for doing that for me. I was very glad that I was able to return the favor for you. The the very next show to the very the very last show yeah and I thought Uh, that was another well it was well deserved you you deserve you know a heavyweight title you know in your resume you know and I was glad to be the one that you know helped you do that um speaking of IWA we'll we'll get deep in this um, then we'll get back in to that last show we all know as already explained Vinny couldn't make it as Patriot Sniper. You know, they ask you to be my tag team partner. He's all right with it. Yeah. Uh, we go in, we win the tag team titles. You know, this is after bull pass and everything start. You know, this is getting back. Andrew Mackin and his wife Brenda were running the show. Andrew had a lot to do with creative, which Andrew is good at doing creative. He's got a good wrestling mind. He was taught by Bull, and you know, that's, and he's good enough that where Bull gave him that yeah. position to well, do. I, I don't think I ever really minded Andrew. I mean, you Andrew's know, a good. I like Andrew. He let me, you know? and he was actually um, the one that I uh, was able to talk to about how to bring in Connor Cross. And unfortunately, you know, he ended up not being there for when Connor Cross. Debuted and how we even start, but he was the one that you know him and I collaborated together, and we both found a a middle there 
of how to bring in Connor Cross to IWA, and it still worked out good. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to. Hopefully, he saw it, you know, on on video. Yeah. Um, um, if things happen, you know, with, with Andrew, sadly, which I've been in his shoes, so my heart went out to him. Um, things happen. We 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 won't get into that. That's Andrew's personal business. It's nobody else's. I mean, we were there. We know what happened. Yeah. Um, so sadly, Andrew, you know, left IWA, which I, you know, I, I wish he would at least would have been there for the last show. Um, then the wheels start coming off. Uh, I got tired, you know, with the inner, you know, Caleb Copper had a lot of good ideas too. But then when he came up with some ideas, they kept on getting shot down by Brenda. Then they brought Tim Eastep in. Tim really didn't have too much to do with storylines. He just, you know, played his role. Yeah, he, he had a lot to do with just the ring and the security. And, and you know, with some of the financials and everything. Yeah. But, the, you know, head knocking with uh, Caleb and Brenda got to the point where I had enough. I got tired. They made me locker room leader, and I just, you know, people come to me with their problems, and I try to settle it, and I go to them. And then them two, I had enough. It was it was very yeah, it was stressful. I left, and they got to the point where a lot of the top guys were leaving. Nero left, and you know, you Charlie Brown left. Lennox Norris was already gone. Yeah. Um. Then when you guys got the two mainstays, you got Vince Cross and Gal Castle. Yeah. Two fabulous talents, who them themselves put asses in them seats. Because of their work ethic, and, and they left. So what? I, you know, I was going. So what was the locker room like after I left? And you know, Charlie Brown and it was very disoriented. Vincent and all them. It was very disoriented. It was very stressful. It was very. Um, I don't know if you were there for this, but it was like they'd made up these goofy rules. You know, I think maybe it was just Brenda. You know. If you cuss in the locker room, you're going to pay a fine. And then you're going to do push-ups. And it's like, you're going to pay a fine and we're not even being paid for it. We're not even being paid to be here. And don't mistake that for me saying that I'm in this for the money because I'm not. I've been paid by one promoter and one promoter only. I never even asked him for it. That's Brad, TWA. Um, It's like, you know... You're not allowed to use a swear word in the locker room or you're going to have to pay a fine and do push-ups. It's like, what the fuck right. are we, fucking children? Yeah, I mean, no. this is a locker room this is, this is full a, of wrestlers. Yeah, this is a professional wrestling company. Um, it's grown men and, you know, a few women that they'd had there. Um, yeah, we're going to say what we want to say. We're not being yeah. paid for this. You know. No. So they had those goofy rules. Um... Then it started getting to, like, they'd asked me to, they had Rob Allen training, uh, Tommy Gorman, Michael Buckner, um, Ali, was it Feast, Feist, David, David Wright's daughter. Robbie, now, yeah, Robbie Rampage's main squeeze. Yeah, Robbie Rampage, shout out, woo woo, big dog in the house. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Natty Wild, um, there's a four being trained up there. Well, it was being trained by Rob Allen, and I guess Tommy, it was 
mainly Tommy was coming up to me and was like, man, this guy's beating the shit out of us. He's not teaching us anything. He's just beating the I guess at one point, I don't know if it was Tommy or Mike, but he was, Rob Allen was spinal tapping people. He was kicking them right in the back on purpose just to do it. And one of them was, ended up pissing blood. You know, mm-hmm. and then he would teach him how to use a weapon at the end of each, you know, quote unquote training session. And it's like, okay, my fucking one and a half year old can swing a chair, but do you know yeah, how to wrestle? You know, you know the weapon part. I mean, there's a certain way you gotta do it. That comes later. Yeah, you just learn how to. You just don't do it. Yeah. As far as I, you know, ever did, but and I don't like to. Use, I don't use weapons very. I, I use one on you. I hit you in the knee with a chair and wrap yeah. you up in a cross lock, but. Anyway, so they'd asked me to train, and um, I was not comfortable with it. I said, you know, I'm still learning myself, um, but I will do it with my trainers would do with me. So that's what I was able to do, and I was able to show the four of them, you know, do it, do it the right way. We did it the right way. There was no spinal taps. There was no chairs. It was bumps, headlock takeover drills, the universal drill, Footwork, ring presence, dead space, what you're supposed to learn. Right. And I had a few sessions with them, long hour sessions. I mean, four or five hour sessions because we was able to set up the night before shows up there and chill a coffee. And so anyway, that, you know, I was doing that. And then another guy had come in. I, I don't even know his name. Can't remember his name now, but he came in with his girlfriend and I wasn't able to make it up the night before to do training. When I went in the next day to the show, and this might have been the last show. This was the last show. Caleb. I went, think it was. I think the kid you're talking about was Draven Sexton. Yes, if that's what his name is. I, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't even think he had a name when he was up there. But um, this was the last show. Caleb thought it was a good idea to put him in a match with Brandon Idol. This like false count anywhere match, you know, unbeknownst to us, this Draven, whatever you said his name was, had one hour of training the night before with whoever it was was training that night, and Caleb was wanting to throw him in this match, and of course the kid got the piss beat out of him by Brandon. I Brandon didn't know. He just thought this kid was no selling him and everything like that. So, but as I said, we had shit like that going in the locker room. We're putting kids in there that are untrained for some reason. So like I said, right. it was a very, you know, I didn't mean to ramble a little bit there, but I'm just getting to the point where it was like we're putting, now we're putting guys in there with an hour of training. That, that's just how it was in the locker room and how things was running. It was very disoriented and discombobulated. It was awful. Well, thank God that was the last show. Then <clears throat> you and I, the very last show, the very last match. Yes. IWA, last ever what was your mindset going into this match? I know, I know, I was nervous. Uh, yeah, I was very nervous. I did not sleep much the night before. I remember. Um, and I always try to get a good night's sleep. I don't, I don't drink before the night of, you know, right. before uh, the day of show. Um, I don't, you know, I don't do anything. I relax all day. I try to mentally prepare myself through the day. Um, but I was so worked up. I was so nervous. and I hear you. And it's not even like I knew there wasn't going to be a large crowd. I think they did end up having just a little bit of a decent crowd for that last show. Yeah. You know, 
it wasn't packed like it was before when we were first started there. But anyway, I went in, you know, I remember, I think you rode up with me. Yeah. You know, we ate, uh, we got some food. I'm sure you got fucking tacos or chili with hot sauce like you always do. No, we, you bastard. We ate, yeah, we did. We ate there at the fun center. We yeah, got well, something yeah, there. You know what we did? Yeah, we got salads, didn't we? Yeah. A couple, couple salads. We ate upstairs by ourselves. Yeah. Because they had this look over, you know, this upstairs yeah. area you could look over. I remember we had a nice talk up there and, um, and then it was just, uh, in the locker room getting ready and, you know, everybody's got their routine in the locker room. Mine is, you know, get my gear on, uh, try to, you know, do a little bit of a workout, you know, get my knees all worked out yeah. my ankles and do some wall push-ups, get my hair ready. And it was just oh, so, so nerve-wracking to go out there knowing that this company's been here since 1988 and I'm about to be in the very last match of this company for a man that I never had the privilege of meeting. You know, unfortunately, Bill Bull had passed away before I got a chance to meet him. Um, so I went out there, I got the heat, you know, that I was supposed to get and that I had been getting for several months. And you came out, you got the big pop. Uh, I remember we started that match, stared down, you still had your vest on. I pushed you off. You took that vest off. Um, we locked up, I got you in the corner and I just started fucking wailing on you in that corner. You got back up. Came at me again, got you in an arm ringer, started working on that arm, and uh, from there we just we went. Yeah, went it was, a, and I enjoyed that match. I mean, a lot of people, you know, gave us, you know, said we did good. Yeah, we got props for that, and I was yeah. very thankful. I very much appreciated anybody that, uh, everybody, that had good words to say about that match. The best part was the referee of our match. Bobby Watson. Yeah. IWA original. Yeah. Which is very cool. And he knew what he was doing. You know, he yeah. looked the part. He knew how yeah. to do it. He'd been there since the very beginning. So that was very nice to have yeah. Yeah, it, Bobby it, there. It was emotional for him and you know, knowing what it is. And, you know, now before the match, you know, I told, because I know he wave was going to Facebook Live it. He always does. Yeah, he did. I said, after the match, I'm going to get on the mic, and I'm going to speak my mind. And he had no problem with it. I mean, what are they going to do? Right. It's the last show. Uh, of course, other guys were watching it. You know, my ex, my second ex-wife, my daughter, because my daughter usually goes. She didn't go. But my daughter wanted to watch Dad wrestle. But even she watched it. You know, I get the one, two, three. You know, Bobby being IWA gave me a hug. Some motion for him. Said, you know, he thinks Bull will be proud of this match. He'd be proud that, you know, I'm going out as the last ever IWA champ. He's looking down and he's happy. Uh, I get on the mic, say what I had to say. I mean, it's it's somewhere on E-Waves. You know. I got it saved. I've actually got two angles of that match. Devin had one that he posted, Devin Station, and then Heat Waves. So I got two of those. Yeah. So yeah, I said what I had to say. My ex-wife liked it. She said, you know, I spoke the truth. You know, I told her what I was going to do. Um, 
She says, I was just telling her how it is. You know, Gal Castle said what he had to say. He liked what I had to say. You know, that's my boy Bark Shot telling her how it is. So, yeah, and then that was it. I mean, IWA was done. Yeah, that was it. I mean, we went home and then there's RPW 3.0 I went to. That was coming later. I, I took a separate. I went a different direction. And you went to TWA, yeah. which I went. And sadly, you know, it was supposed to be my tag team partner, Tommy Gorman. Um, but he wasn't medically cleared to wrestle, so they, Jackson, York, Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. They put us as a pair, Tommy in our corner, and against J.J. Stone and Rob Allen. That match wasn't so good. So hopefully Brad don't hold that against me later so I can come back to TWA. I mean, because like I said, Brad's one of the best promoters, if not the best promoter in the state of Ohio. He takes very good care of his guys. He listens to us. And TWA just in general is just a great atmosphere. Brad really knows how to draw in the crowd. The locker rooms of all you know, all them guys in that locker room, are such good guys to be around. Yeah. And I can't wait to work with some of them. And you know, I've been up there for since IWA was done. I've been up there tagging with Christian, Christian Steele. Steel. Well, I'm uh, part of IHOP now. So you would have thought we feud with IHOP, and now well, you know. well, Canadians got to stick together. Yeah. We got the Canadian Classic, and myself, and uh, the things are going good right now with. Just had the last show up there a couple months ago before all this shit happened with the world. And right. So I can't wait to get back. Yeah, I mean, even Chris Creighton's there now. And he's yeah. one of their top heels. Yeah, he took a different direction than you. and You went to RPW 3.0, and I think you're the champion there, which I also have a bone to pick with you about that as well. Now, new company, right? You know, new company from IWA, new name. But somehow, you stay the champion from the previous company into this brand new company that was told has nothing to do with IWA, but somehow yeah. you're the champion. So if you're the champion up there, I beat you for the title in IWA, you beat me. Where the hell is my rematch for the... No, you need to come to RPW. Title? I think we could tear it up again. What, what, yeah, what, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, you, have you, get, you have to get with... Uh, get see, with I think how they that. did that, you know, to honor the wins that we had the owners of RPW you know I was the last ever IWA champ <laughs> excuse me they um, kept the title on me Brandon Skinner was the last IWA United States champ he's RPW United States champ same way with the tag team champions um, but yeah it, You need to come to RPW. That's just all there's to it. Um, well, you got to get a no. hold of If we can, you know, I don't know, maybe even after hearing this podcast, maybe Caleb might not like me after after this, but I don't well, have a personal you, problem with Caleb. It was just some of the stuff professionally we didn't agree on. It. You'll have it. It's independent wrestling. It's in, wrestling in general. You got that in the big leagues too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going to – Tar PW, but I'm not going to be working no any violence up there or anything like that. Yeah, I already told Caleb that that'll never happen with me or I'm gone. Um, 
Who are some of the guys you like working with? Who are some of the guys you don't like working with? Uh, well, for one, there's you. You know, while you're sitting here, that's like I said, I've never had a you know bad time with you in the ring, and it's always a joy. Um, I did one match with Joe Black for GWF. Um, it was the last man standing match so far. That's been my favorite match I've ever had is with Joe. And Joe was gone for six years. Yeah, and it was like he never missed a beat. Yeah, um, and, I, and I told him for years while he was gone, I said it's a waste of talent. Get your ass back in the ring, because Joe Black's, like I said on my very first podcast, in my opinion, he's one of the best technical wrestlers the state of Ohio has in independent wrestling. I mean, he's good, and he he proved it. He didn't miss a beat. No, six years out of the ring. And I'll tell you what about that match. That was the first time I ever learned what a receipt was. Was uh, (laughs) was against Joe. We'd started the match off. We tied up and had each other banging around the ropes and the turnbuckles. And I slapped him a couple times, just an open, just slap him. You know, slap taste out of his mouth. Well, I guess the one, the the last time I did it, I caught him in the ear. And it, I guess it really rocked him. It you know, rung his ear real good. And I totally forgot about it because we're almost done with the match. We're a little over halfway done with the match. And, and you can see it on the video. We're trading blows, standing by, and we, we just beat the piss out of each other. Like my chairs and ladders. And, and uh, he hit me right, right in the side of the cheek up towards the ear a little bit. Just, oh, man. And I was like, what the fuck? was that for and then he later told me well, it was for slapping me in the ears that's where I first learned that's, that's a, he said well we call that a receipt I said oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, trust okay. me yeah I, I came into the business with Joe we came in at the same time so I know Joe pretty well I worked against Joe quite a few times and I worked with Joe quite a few times um and he he's one that will give you a receipt yeah well, I um Tell you, I never did that again. I never, that, and that's something I always have, have prided myself in so far is I've never hurt anybody. So you know, I've been, and you never hurt me. Yeah, it was always a joy to work with you. Yeah, so I always, I always take pride in taking <clears throat> care of the guys I'm, I'm working and you know making it look as real as I can, and you know making sure that they look good and everybody goes home safe. But and they're protected. Than, yeah. I mean that's 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 key. That's number one in this business. Yeah. Some people tend to forget that. Um, yeah, Vinny, we're talking about you, you sack of shit. Anyway, um, so other than Joe um, and yourself, um, I enjoyed the two matches I had with Devastation, the couple singles matches we had. Um, like I said before, back in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, it was always like having a day off, you know, an evening off with, with Devin. Never had a... Right. Um, Robbie Rampage, we had a really good match at um, Noble County Fairgrounds for GWF. What a hot, miserable day that was. You remember that? In yeah. that building, had that one yeah. singular ceiling fan going yeah. on. And, uh, Which it did feel good after they turned it on. It was a big difference, but it was still hot. Oh, it was miserable in the locker room. was this old trailer box <laughs> yeah it was a hot one but it was uh there's people wanting yeah. it there and we had it but robbie and i had a good match there i had a really good match with i had a really good singles match with action jackson at iwa i had a good match with mason alexander up at iwa and then 
here at TWA um, against the Pattersons. Um, that was our my debut up there was with Christian Steele. He was against uh, Timmy and Stacy Patterson, which they are so over. So yeah, so over at TWA. I mean, yeah. they're the fan favorites, and that's so. Cool. I'm pretty. You and Steele got got your heat. Yeah, that was. Yeah, their mother did not like us. <laughs> she said, yeah, "Mama Patterson is yeah is very vocal well, we, during um, these matches." I had a good match with them, um, and then this past show for TWA before shit hit the fan uh, with the world had a triple threat tag match. That's against the Pattersons and Wild Days, which is Joker Wild and David Days, which is two guys, um, you know, especially Joker, because we had a little bit of a thing by ourselves in that match. We would, you know, I know he's stated it before and we've talked about it. Really like to have a singles match with Joker, you know, sometime. Um, but yeah, so those are my good memories of, you know, working and. I've had some couple bad ones. <laughs> okay, now um, who are the guys you will refuse to step in the ring with? Well, number numero uno, you know, numero uno there, and I see that smirk on your face. You know who I'm going to say, uh, Vinny Violence Man. That seems to be the trend on this podcast. Yeah, well, I've I mean, only been in the ring with him twice. Once as Vinny, once as Patriot Sniper, but he really hurt me when he's Patriot Sniper. He did this clothesline to me on the outside of the ring and just yeah. hit me in in square in the head, right in the head, with this clothesline about as hard as he could. So I will never step in a ring with him again as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. This is the third podcast, and you're the third guy. Yeah. That, Joe Black thing. said no. Vince Cross said no. Yeah, I'll, I'll never get back in the ring with Vinny Violence because as far as I'm concerned, I'm a professional wrestler. I... After Vinny had me and the other guys all fucked up when we first started and we didn't know any better than JT Storm, like I said a million times already, thank God JT Storm fixed us and corrected us and got us to where we are now. Because uh, I, you know, I can't say it enough. I would have never been able to have the good matches I've had. You know, Mason Alexander, who's been all over, the, you know, all over up in Canada and all over the place, he put me in his top 10 for his matches in 2019 I wouldn't have been able to do that if Vinny had been the one that trained me you know all the way through <laughs> so, I would so, have been in the same I, list yeah, black I, ball I, list I, as he is I wouldn't be sitting here with you talking about you know <clears throat> about my time so far in the yeah. business but um, yeah so Vinny I would never like I said consider myself a professional wrestler I, I trained the right way he did not he has no business being anywhere near a wrestling event unless he's paid a ticket and went in and sitting down and watching. You know, he has no yeah. business stepping in the ring. Um, and I got a good story on that once you're finished. Uh, he just has absolutely should have absolutely nothing to do with with the business and if he hears this he can cry and whine about it all he wants and I'll tell him to his face he is an awful uh, businessman He's an awful worker, just awful all around. I'll never step in the ring with him. Um, Jay Hayes is another. I don't even think he wrestles anymore, so I probably won't even have to worry about that. But other than that, I don't. I haven't seen anybody that uh, I, I refused to 
step in the room with. I, you know, I give everybody a chance as long as you're trained and ready to go. Another guy that I'd like to work with, I think I, I missed there, was Chris Creighton. And believe it or not, we came in together. We've never worked a match together. We've never got to work against each other. So hopefully down the road, him and I can um, get together and uh, you know show off what well, Storm, Storm like I said, taught us. Yeah, because you two were top of the class. Um, and my story I was going to tell you, I kind of did the opposite. I was a fan at RPW 2.0. They were in Barzell with the Pumpkin Festival going on. He's one of the side shows that they had. He's at one of the local elementary schools. I was at the Pumpkin Festival. I still got friends that, you know, wrestle there. Yeah. You know, Christian Steele, Rob Johnson, Alexander James. So I show up, Alexander James see me. I paid my ticket. You know, I, I sat down and Alexander James seen me and we started talking and he had to start getting ready and he wanted me to come back here with him. Then he we at the time we had personal issues going on. That's why I left RPW. Um, he wanted to know what I was doing back here and Alexander said, well, he's talking to me. I, he's my guest. Well, he's a fan. He didn't need to go back. Well, you know, I didn't want James to get in trouble. That's so that's all right, man. Yeah. So I'll go out there. A lot of the fans knew, majority of the fans knew that, and they were RPW fans that showed up. They knew that there was a history of me and Benny, and they knew it was because of him why I left. Yeah. You know, I, I, I probably shouldn't have did it, but I ran it on Facebook. So that's where they got it from. He came out for his match, and I think it was against Alexander James. And the BSJ chance started during the whole match. Oh, yeah. I guess he went in the back. He was fuming. But that pissed him off. Yeah. He was throwing well, his like gear, I... throwing trash cans. I... You were just throwing shit. Yeah, well, and I think I said this earlier, it all has to be about Vinny. And if it's not about Vinny, then there's no way about it. So there's an example right there. <clears throat> so God, I hope he hears this. <laughs> Can we get somebody to make sure they share this and specifically send it to Vinny? Please. I don't care who it is. Maybe um, I'll do it. <laughs> no, you mentioned Joker Wild when you mentioned Chris Creighton. Is there anybody else that you want to work that you haven't worked with before? Uh, going back to Joshua Charles, I was really... This is no offense to you, but I was a little disappointed that Joshua wasn't going to be able to make it because we'd already had this match planned out and we was going to go for, I mean, we was wanting to go for a half hour or so if we could, you know. So, and just Josh's work is so incredible, you know. And um, so he's another one I'd like to uh, get in the ring with. Uh, Brandon Skinner, another big fellow like myself. Yeah. A big guy, but he moves like a cruiserweight. Yeah, he does. And uh, I was able to do a little bit with him there um, when I first went up to TWA for the tryout beforehand. I, you know, did some stuff with Brandon, and you know that's what Brad wanted to see when I went up there. He wanted to know that I, you know, he saw me up at IWA, but I was in a triple threat match and it was bad. You know, I couldn't really. And that was the thing about some of the guys up at IWA. You just couldn't do what you wanted to do. You know, just because maybe they didn't know how to do it or whatever, but I was really able to show off. I was really just able to show my stuff off. 
uh, for Brad there with Brandon Skinner. So he's another one I'd like to actually have a match with. So right off the top yeah. of my head, those are the ones that – and Vincent Cross as well. Uh, Vincent and I talked about Guile Castle. I'd like to get in the ring with him sometimes. So just off the top of my head, those ones. Vane Lewis as well. Yeah, I remember that. I was there when you had your little you know, tryout, whatever, with with them guys. Because uh, at the time, me and JT Storm, your trainer, were there to watch that match. We were, we were in the fans, and uh, yeah, you. I mean, you you guys look you for the first time, you and Steel Tight. I mean, you, there were some hiccups here and there, but for the first time, you guys working together. I mean, and working with Tim and Stacey Patterson, I mean, that, you guys look good. Yeah, and, well, that's what, you know, you mentioned Ring of Awesomeness earlier. When they did the review for that show, that match there ended up getting match of the night, you know. And Riley, can, she, can be, she can be very critical. Oh, so, yeah, I yeah. just asked a couple, couple people about that that uh, they, they know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Like Riley's. Criticism, well, I like, but well, you gotta take criticism. Yeah, this is you know. That's how the business I like when I get criticized, especially my second ex-wife. She's my biggest critic, but she let me know when something looked terrible. Yeah, and I wanted her to do that. Yeah, you gotta take your criticism. You're a professional wrestler. You're a grown ass man. Learn to take criticism. Yep, and that's what has killed a few people that didn't know how to take it. Right. But, um, working with. Christian of Steel, and that's where we're at now, you know, you know, presently. Um, working with Christian Steele has been, I'm really glad that I've been able to do that. He's such a, such a pro. Um, he really understands how things work, and he's been doing this for so long. And yeah, he is part of my, he is part of my trainers, Jesse Outlaw, Christian Steele, as I mentioned in Vinicius' podcast with him, and I, uh, Eddie Insane. So yeah, it, Chris. Yeah. It's a joy it's been, to work with. It's been such it's been such fun being able to tag with him, and it's also given me a break from the singles. You know, now I can yeah. I can tag out and take a breather if I need yeah. to. And see, not, a lot of people don't know Christian Steele and Buckshot Jones. They know Christian Steele and Buckshot Jones were big rivals. RPW one point at one point Christian Steele and Buckshot Jones were a tag team. Oh really? Yeah, Christian Steele came to the you know, good side. Yeah, we were the Redneck Wrecking Crew. And, and once again... Another one. There must be something about you that you ain't figured out yet. Why yeah. you can't keep it. Maybe it's because we all got a... I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is. Maybe it's because you... Maybe it's because you're the one that always gets cheered and we have to do all the hard work and you just kind of sit there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, working... And hopefully you can get Christian to... To talk with you on the podcast, yeah. that would be a long one. Yeah, you know, of all the years he's been in. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, and he's. Once he gets in that ring gear, once he gets through that curtain, Christian Steele's all business. Oh man, it's different. It's a he's, switch. It re- it really is. From just, from him being Chris to Christian Steele, it it's yeah. it's night and day. He's a totally different. Yeah, Personally. he knows how to do it. He knows how to get the crowd going. He knows, um, he knows how to work. Like I said, it's been really, it's been really fun, you know, presently yeah. to be able to work with him. And I know, 
Um, I know he enjoys it. We was talking about there the other day, and we can't wait to get back in the ring, get back up to TWA and wherever else we want. You know, we can get going and keep uh, the International House of Pain going strong. And, and you, so, and you guys are improving every time. I appreciate that. Um, so what's other than you want to go back to TV? What's in the future for Car Cross? What does Car Cross want to do? Uh, well, right now I want things to get back to normal in the world, as everybody does. Um, I want to uh, just keep rolling with TWA and do our thing up there with you know me, me and Christian, and uh, I'd like for us to be able to expand ourselves a little bit. And we got Forge One Pro. Um, coming up, and uh, which is going to be much different this time around, and we're so I think we're going to have some good things coming for 2021 um, for Forge One Pro, maybe working together with TWA, and uh, so I got that to look forward to, um, and just seeing what other companies out there. We got, I've been in contact with a couple companies before the pandemic hit. We were supposed to go up. Uh, we were supposed to go up to one. I can't remember the uh, name of it now. I'd have to go back and... That's you and Christian both? Yeah. I'm supposed to go up there and meet with that promoter up there. I think his name is Dennis. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, some things brewing, and that's just what I'm looking forward to, to get back in the ring and everything go back to normal. And uh, Chris and Steele and myself keep kicking ass wherever we go. You guys are doing good. I'm definitely going to attend that TWA show, I, even though I won't be part of it. I gotta, I gotta get my wrestling fix, and that's why I started doing these podcasts. I miss, you know, yeah. miss the guys, you know. And I'm glad you're here one on one, face to face. Yes, it's you know, been fun. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's good to you know be on Venetia's podcast, which I'm gonna have Venetia on here, Norman as a guest, and but you, Venetia will be the guest next week, so you got to turn in for that. Um, Indian Nightmare. You know, and that's another thing. I want to bring this up. And while I was gone, he I watched his work, and I was telling my ex-wife, I, you know, that might be the reason why I go back to IWA. I mean, with him being the Indian Nightmare and the gimmick he was going with, yeah, and me being the American Redneck Buckshot Jones, I think we could have, you know, made something out of it. Yeah, but he got hurt by uh, any violence. Yeah, go figure. But, um. So, does that mean Vinny Violence won't be in F1P? Uh, no, Vinny Violence is banned from F1P unless, as Joe Black stated today in our uh, group talking to, you know, get, because I got me and Chris, Joe, and JT are going to get the ball rolling and get, get running things for F1P. Um, that was brought up either today or yesterday, one of the two. Um, uh, any violence is not going to be in an F1 building unless he pays for a ticket. <laughs> so we'll have to worry about seeing that. And that's what, um, for Forge One Pro, um, going to be so much more different than GWF because I was just started. I, I just wanted to get in the ring back then. I was a rookie. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had my head in my ass. But now I've surrounded myself with good people who know the business. Um, and now I, I've got the help. I need and and you know I, I think Brad is willing to help out and we can collaborate with TWA and 
We'll see that, that that's shows. a good backing to have right there. Yeah, with Brad Letchfield, um, good business mind knows the business. Um, so that, yeah, it's just that's you know that's you got a good creative team. Yeah, you got Chris Creighton, you got uh, two very experienced pros, Joe Black and JT Storm. I can't say enough about them. Yeah, um, there would never be, you know, enough words for me. Um, to express how much I appreciate JT Storm, and you know, and you mentioned Joe there, Joe, you know, he was my first that, that last main standing match, even though it had matches before that last main standing match, I think is what really set your you tone. Know, yeah, is really what you know that was Connor Cross. That's what became the outlook and the mindset for Connor Cross from there on out. So he really helped me develop my character with that match and. Um, well, I can't say enough about, you know, like you said, uh, especially JT Storm, because if it wasn't for JT Storm, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. I wouldn't have been able to um, have the the good matches that I had with you, the good matches that I've had with the Pattersons and teaming with Steel. I probably wouldn't even be in the business. I'd be sitting at home watching on TV like I was when I was a kid you know so thank God that JT was willing to take the time out of you know his life to show me and and Chris Creighton you know the ins and outs and how to wrestle how to really how to really wrestle and how to respect the business and just anything you could think of from locker room etiquette to anything in the ring JT Storm did it for us and I hope you get him on the podcast here definitely Um, and you know maybe down the road you get me Chris Joe and um, Storm together for a podcast maybe we can talk some Forge 1 Pro yeah I'm definitely going to have Chris Creighton on here and uh, prayers go out to Chris Creighton Uh, unfortunately um, with everything going on in the world, he's currently got the uh, COVID-19. Um, he's in good spirits. Uh, Chris is a tough kid. He ain't going to let it beat him. Um, he will be back. Probably better than never. But uh, right now, he's he's under the weather. And thoughts of pressure about the, the Black Label Rebel, Chris Creighton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He'll, I think he'll be all right. He, he, was, yeah. you know, he told me he was... Feeling pretty good for the most part, so I think I think he'll pull yeah. through and we can get back to normal. And I think the biggest thing with him with that going on with him right now is he can't taste, he can't smell yeah. nothing. That's is, his biggest issue. Yeah, which is shitty, but yeah, I'm hoping he gets better. I, I check in on him every day. Okay. Well, thank you for being on the show. I, I'm glad you came here in person. I finally got to see you. You know, you know being cooped up in this house. Yeah, I know. You know, everything is. being shut down and... You know, can't even go to the gym, so Buckshot's starting to get a gut. Not yeah. like I didn't have one before, but <laughs> it's good. But, uh, but yeah, no, thank you for inviting me to come on and be able to talk a little bit yeah. about my career. You know, three or four years I've been in it, and uh, who knows? Like you know, like I said, maybe we get a the Forge One team in here to talk about Forge One in the future and what we can expect and. Uh, Maybe down the road we can sit down one on one again after another five yeah. years or so and see where I'm at then. Yeah. Uh, we're Connor Cross. I'm the American Redneck Buckshot Jones. 
Thank you for joining the BSJ Podcast.